0: the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by AJF Classroom, with myself, Steve Nisbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddyo, Mr. Paul
1: Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 225. As always, a quick thanks goes out to everyone who's tuned in and listened to last week's show. Thanks for all the feedback. Um, yeah, quite quite a show, I think, is uh, what I was uh, commenting on prior to doing it and I don't think my opinion changed. This week is a much much different tone to us, a much lighter show for the first time this season. We've got the one game to review, that was the thumping, the 3-0 thumping of Harrogate Town uh, yesterday. Uh, there's not a lot that's happened in the week to be fair, so it's going to be a quick uh, catch you up on uh, what you might have missed in the past week. So I guess without further ado and further rambling, let's crack on and as always we start with a word of the from our sponsors. Yeah, so the
0: Orient Outlook podcast is proudly sponsored by AJF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company that covers all aspects of domestic and commercial work. And you know this, they specialize in silicone color render systems. And the best part is, ladies and gentlemen, you all surely, surely by now, listeners know that they offer
2: 15% off for all and Orient fans, players, and start
0: so if you're intrigued or if you need any plastering and rendering done you can get in contact with adam and the boys there's various ways you can go and look at their new website at uk, or you can drop them an email at Outlook.com or you can visit AGF Plastering on facebook and on instagram or you can visit at big ads lfc on twitter so any inquiries you've got for AJF Plastering, please get in contact with them uh, like we've just said, various ways and we thank
1: Adam and the boys for continuing to sponsor the podcast Absolutely So just the one piece of AOB this week Uh, we tweeted earlier in the week about a fantastic new initiative that's been set up by a group of fans it's called Fan Hub for those of you who haven't uh, seen their Twitter handle um, is very simply FanHub underscore football, and it's football is nothing without the fans, and it's time to put fans first. So what happens is you sign up, uh, and you effectively get points for checking in at home or away games. So obviously, greater rewards if you're uh, going to lots of different games, uh, and effectively by supporting the team, you're able to climb up the leaderboard. So e- effectively representing Leighton Orient. And you then earn reward uh, rewards. Uh, I'm yet to find out what all these rewards are, but it's actually a brilliant, brilliant idea from uh, the info that we have been uh, told about. Uh, as I say, it's about repaying fan loyalty. Um, and you can sign up by uh, going to their Twitter uh, account uh, and signing up and being given early access to represent your club. Uh, in the fan hub I think it's a tremendous idea great initiative uh, all about uh, recognising fan loyalty and putting fans first
0: yeah absolutely when we were approached by um, Harley and you know the makers of the app we kind of jumped at the chance to be involved as lots of other kind of club podcasts and media outlets have jumped behind it as well so like Paul said it's all about rewarding fan loyalty so go and have a look on their Twitter um, site and if you like what you see sign up um, And hopefully when we're allowed back into grounds, you can get as many points as possible and start getting yourself some awards. So time to move on to the week that was. We're actually going to start on Wednesday, the 18th of November, because nothing happened on the 17th or the 16th of November. So moving back into Wednesday, the EFL announced that clubs would be able to make five substitutions in a game from now until the end of this season. I think for me, that's an absolute no-brainer. It's been a long time coming makes perfect sense. Ross Embleton has kind of alluded it would have been very useful to have this option at the start of the season, but we finally got there, and glad that the EFL will finally come to their
2: senses on this one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, nine, it, it, sorry, it's seven in the uh, Championship, um, but there, um, there is a caveat to that, that they can't just make five substitutions throughout the game. I believe it's only three points in the game, excluding half-time. Where they can make these changes. So it's not like you're going to get five suddenly in the 89th, 90, 91, 92, um, 93, and 94th minute that all of a sudden they're making these changes. You can only make, I think, a maximum at three points in the game. Um,
0: Ian Holloway yesterday made five at half time.
1: Yeah, did he really? <laughs> wow, he made all five at half time. You see, if you make it at half time, it doesn't count towards your three. Oh, okay. According okay. to what Ross said in the Orient Live post-match interview yesterday. So you could wow. do four effectively if you include half-time. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. In, Good to know. Moving on then to the Wednesday evening, the club announced an evening with Martin Ling and Mind, one of the uh, mental health charities that are currently on the front of shirt, uh, thanks to Harry Kane. There's an event to take place at six o'clock on Thursday, the 26th of November. So that's this Thursday coming. Uh, The event will see Director of Football, Martin Ling, speaking to Paul Farmer, the chief executive of Mind, about his own experiences of mental health problems as well as the support Mind can provide to fans during the pandemic. So, um, if you're struggling a little bit um, and you need some help, then there is help out there for you. Uh, Mind will be the perfect um, starting point for that. And I think Martin Ning will tell you a lot about his uh, experiences of it as well. I know it's been previously well documented, but maybe this will be slightly different. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's a free
1: event as well, which yes. we believe is on the club's YouTube. Channel going out live, so more
2: good work there by the club. So, moving on, it's a Thursday, 19th of
0: November. Not much to talk about apart from to wish our trillion goalkeeper, Mr. Lawrence Viglou, a very happy 27th birthday. So, happy birthday to
1: Big mix. yeah, absolutely. Moody Friday, then the 20th of November. The draw for the second round of the Papa John's trophy took place in the early evening. And we were drawn at home to newly appointed Paul Tisdale's Bristol Rovers with the tie to be played uh, the week commencing the 7th of December. And I was watching, uh, sorry, I was listening to the live uh, draw. We were in pot B. The other teams that were also there were Portsmouth, Gillingham, and Northampton, uh, as well as Exeter. So not an easy group to be pulled against. Um, AFC Wimbledon, interestingly, who finished second in our group arguably got a much easier tie than we did. Uh, They got drawn initially away to Arsenal's under-21s. But Arsenal and also West Ham's under-21s, they both said that they would be happy to travel and be the away side. So actually, AFC Wimbledon, having finished second, ended up being drawn at home to Arsenal's under-21s. And I thought finishing top of that league was meant to give you the slightly easier uh, of the uh, next round ties. So... How's
0: your luck? I mean, it's interesting to see what Paul Tisdale's take on that trophy is. He might see it as a way, you know, to win a trophy. He might take it really seriously. Alternatively, if they're struggling in the league, he might not want to put out a full team and might go for a much weaker team. So, mm. you know, Bristol Rovers has always been a difficult game. Paul Tisdale's teams are normally very good. So I think it would be a difficult game Either way. But when you look at it and you go, Well it'll be difficult but you know, we could we could end up getting through it and we will have to play harder teams than Bristol Rovers if we are gonna win the trophy. So fingers crossed we can come through that one.
2: Mm. So moving on in, Saturday, 21st of November, another birthday to talk about
0: as we wish a happy 22nd birthday to O's lonely Tunji
1: Akinola. Absolutely. Happy birthday to you, Tunji. The youth team were in action Saturday morning at home to QPR, having gone a goal behind, equalised in the 56th minute through Daniel Naruma as the match finished one all in Woodford. Uh, so well done to the young O's yeah not a bad draw though. against a championship um, youth team youth no club. absolutely
0: exactly. very good so timing for the main event of oh, this podcast is barely we're not... 10 minutes old we're already on I love it <laughs> so Harold Town visited Brisbane Road and as always we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one we had 249 votes in 24 hours 20% of you fed back that you thought Orion would lose this game 20% of you Fed back thinking the O's would draw this game, which left a very comprehensive 60% of you to feedback thinking that the O's would win the game. So, thank you to everyone who voted. Keep your eyes peeled uh, on Thursday, late afternoons, early evenings for the Twitter polls. They last for 24 hours. We'll try to get as many, many votes as we can to find out how you think the O's will do. So, thanks to everyone who fed
1: back on that one. Absolutely. So the main event of the day was Harrogate Town at home. Lawrence Vigirou started in goal with Ling, Coulson, Happy and Widderson as the back four. Cisse, Kiprianu, Mackenuf as the middle three. And then Brophy, Wilkinson and Super Danny Johnson up top. Substitutes for this one were Sergeant Thomas, Akinola, Wright, Dayton, JMD and Louis Dennis.
0: So there were three changes from the team who started last week against Colchester I so meant Sam Ling Joe Widdowson and Danny Johnson all started for the O's Jordan Thomas Tinji Akinola and Louis Dennis all dropped to the bench so if you cast your minds back to last Sunday in this podcast and I said I was very unhappy when I saw the team um that was named against Colchester I was very happy when I saw the team named against Harrogate Town um Everyone playing in their correct positions. You know, Sam Ling established right-back at right-back. Right Joe Wood the established left-back at left-back. Two centre-backs playing a centre-back. Effectively, it was the defence who won us the National League, um, which is, for me personally, not a bad thing. Three decent central midfielders, you know, in McEnough, Hector and C So, Walkinson as you would expect, on the right. Brophy, as you would expect, on the left. And obviously, so... Much opinion last week on Danny Johnson being left out on the team, mm. and I was just happy to see his name on that team sheet. So for me, you know, that was that was what I wanted, and I was happy when I saw that team sheet
1: announced. Good, Good. okay, um, yeah, no, I, I'm inclined to agree with you on that. I mean, the first thing I noted down uh, as I saw that uh, announcement was the fact that we've gone back to a four-four-three. And interesting with the number of changes that we've made and in the positions that they've been made in, you know, like Sam Ling at right back and Brophy's being played up, up top, and to see Cise and Kiprianu um, in the same team again as well. And obviously, as you say, Danny Johnson coming back into things. But um, you know, injuries to Craig Clay, Miles Judd and Ruel, uh, and obviously Lee. But what's happened to Jamie Turley? Not even on the bench.
0: Yeah, I think Jake Ranson mentioned that he was doing some kind of warm-ups pre-match but I don't think that was a finish test that he failed or if he just wasn't selected within the squad I presume he's carrying some kind of injury so when that team was
2: announced we've been getting lots and lots of tweets in, um, on team announcements we normally get a few uh, um, typically
0: a but I would say the last three or four weeks we've been getting lots and lots so we've got lots of Feedbacks into us at Orient Outlook. Uh, Lewis15335405 tweeted us. Said, what does JMD have to do to get a game? He's always one of our best players, in my opinion, when he plays. His corners and free kicks are second to none. Other than that, the team looks solid and can do a good job if set up to attack. I mean I think JMD's big problem is he's got Connor Wilkinson effectively playing in his position yeah. who just isn't
1: dropped at the moment. And Connor's playing so well and JMD's a little bit too inconsistent to be given a starting Yeah, half, I think. At Dirk Turk tweeted in and said players in correct positions, Brophy, Brophy further forward and top scorer back in the starting lineup. What's not to like? No excuses today. Yeah
0: Graham G one for four, so back to the champions back four. I'm happy with that and I'm also pleased to see Hector start again.
1: Yeah, it's a good point there. Some catchy Twitter handles there, guys. Uh, Orange just said, <laughs> "Our best right back benched. Not a fan of that."
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I think Sam Ling. You know, you talk about people taking their chances. I think Sam Ling deserves it on the I merit mean, of he came on with ten, fifteen minutes left to so Colchester. Done well, scored a goal. Not played much football this season. Fit as a fiddle, ready to go. So why not? So uh, for me, that wasn't a problem. But see where you're coming from. Mm. Uh, PM three one nine seven O says harsh on Akinola and Thomas both for dropped. We'll have started even them at right back and hopefully say will be interested today.
1: Uh, S Leela nineteen ninety said four at the back. I'm happy with it. Hope Ling plays well.
0: Yeah, pandemonium eighteen eighty one. So liking the look of the front three with Joby behind and we possess the ability to hurt him in the final third. I'm a bit concerned though about pace at the back, but this eleven is
1: good enough to win the game if they put their best foot forward and play to their capabilities. A very good tweet there. Matt, again, using some very big words. <laughs> Dan Alton, you cope very well. Dan Alton two five nine zero said, Well done, Ross. Only one question I've got. Is Ling over Akinola? But apart from that, he's got it right. He's done his bit. Now it's up to the players. Positive vibes only today.
0: Alan AVM 1502 says, Ling over Akinola and Thomas. I will never understand... What Ross is watching I think Ling is a bit more experienced and I think when Ross has been talking about the match saying we've got to be a bit more dirtier and a bit more kind of non-pretty I think Soundling's probably all offing that over Akinola and Thomas being a bit older a bit wiser you know nose knows that but a bit more of a dirty challenger maybe it's a bit more of a grafter mm. in that respect it's not like making excuses for Soundling to be put back into the team
1: no, I get where you're coming from. It's the experience that he's got. Terence, yeah. coach 2, said, glad to see a clear 4-3-3 again. Lineup looks good, although I'm a bit sceptical about Cissé and Kipriani playing together. On paper, it could free up Joby to free roam behind the front three, but I don't feel either suit a two-man defensive midfield. Hope I'm proven wrong. Kid O. oh, that's a rather sarcastic tweet.
2: So he said, oh, goody, the National League defence is back. Nice to see the progression at the club
0: in full swing.
1: Oh, naughty. No, naughty. Willow Gaffer said much more balanced look about the team. Only if his selection would be Ling for Akinola and the young lad, as the young lad has been solid recently, let's hope for a better performance as a result. Workout 300 said, defence looks very slow. Throw Cissé in the mix. And I don't see us getting hold of the game. I'd have gone with old and Brophy at the back to get some pace in there. I think Andrew is probably the only person who wants to see Brophy playing at left back. <laughs> <laughs> One man crusade. Orient, orient it is, says, going to miss the running of clay is going to need others to step up and do the dirty work.
0: Yeah, so again, lots <laughs> and lots of tweets coming into us at Orient Outlook. They were yeah. all tweets to us. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us pre-match when the lineup was announced. So the match kicked off on a windy, fairly horrible November's afternoon in East London as Harrogate boss Simon Weaver missed out on this game having had a positive COVID test. So his assistant Paul Furwell was taking charge. And did you know that the chairman of Harrogate Town is Simon Weaver's dad. So he works for his dad.
1: Yeah, I think I did know that actually, because I was listening to. Oh, where was I? Where did I? Yes, I did know that. Yes, I did. But it's well, 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 a good point, well made. I, can't kind of, remember.
0: I was watching. I was watching something, and it mentioned it. I thought that's bonkers. But you know, Harrogate have been a, a massive success story arguably shouldn't even be a football league team from
1: you know when you look at the size of the club so they've done amazingly well so fair yeah. play to them and so it, the match kicked off like they, said they hadn't had a bad season up until they played us to be fair as well
0: no absolutely they were they were more
1: than holding yeah, their own they bumped off. south end in the opening game of the season 4-0 mm-hmm. and had some decent results so like I
0: said the match kicked off nothing really to talk about for in the first 18 minutes or so both sides trying to get into the rhythm of the game but we took the lead to go one up through an outstanding counter-attack. Because basically, a Cross came into our box. Joe Willis headed it away. Uh, he nodded it on to Joby McEnough, who nodded it on again. Ball came to Connor kind of Wilkinson, who played a sublime ball over the top to Danny Johnson, who timed his run fantastically well. Took a great first touch, kind of, which took him into... Harrogate's
2: area mm. and finished absolutely superbly mm. at the far post beating their keeper Belshaw and it was 1-0 Orion I mean that was a great finish that, by Danny Johnson yeah.
0: the counter attacking at its best that's clinical you know the first big chance of the game we've taken it Johnson you know we dropped the week before has finished extremely
1: well great pass from Connor fantastic goal all round I think yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. The, the, the finish was just absolutely perfect. He didn't scuff it. He got it right. Beat the keeper from the angle. No, no, uh, nothing but plaudits for me on that one. Um, yeah, very good team goal, that. Um, 25 minutes on the clock then, and Josh Coulson picked up the first booking of the game.
0: Yeah, twenty-nine minute. We almost went two up as Belshaw saved the world from Connor Wilkinson, who palmed Connor's shot wide, following a great run from Joby McEnough, who kind of picked up the ball around you know the middle of the pitch just drove forward he had options to his left options to his right pick connor who cut inside and the keeper saved it i mean as good as the save was and as well as connor's playing this season i'd be hoping that connor Wilkinson starts taking chances like that i think that's the only thing that connor needs to work on mm. on his game There's a few kind of matches we've mentioned over the season so far where connor's had shots saved and you're thinking oh, if that's going to with danny johnson it probably hits the back of the net um so although a good save, I would like to kind of be a bit more clinical. If I'm completely honest, and maybe that's a bit harder
1: in Connor. Yeah, no. At the end of the day, you know, he's a striker. He wants to score goals. So if he's getting the opportunities, he's got to start taking them. He's got to be clinical. Like absolutely, like you say. I mean, his his contribution to the overall team is superb at the moment. Yes, it just needs rounding off with with some goals so that he can add to that as a striker. That's what you're judged on. And when he leaves us, you know, his his goal record, you know, won't be great. But it can say, you know. Lean on the fact that he's a great team player, but, you know, if you're signing a striker, you're going to judge him based on his on his goals per game. Um, but we didn't have to wait too much longer, um, a minute, actually, as Danny Johnson doubled our lead to score his 11th goal overall of the season. Started from a Harrogate throw very, very, very deep inside their half. It was eventually cleared long, but it only went as far as Josh Coulson. He sort of won his 50-50 uh, tussle with the Harrogate player. Um... And his first time, long ball, back into the Harrogate danger zone. Right into their box fell to DJ who controlled the ball. And he superbly, with his left foot, lobbed their goalkeeper. And the ball landed beautifully in that far corner. Absolutely outrageous. Goal of the month winner, I'm calling it. Goal of the month winner. Potential contender for goal of the season as well. Potential
0: We've been absolutely spot rotten for goals this season in terms of quality of goal. Well, I mean three it's still against, November.
1: The three against Bolton will be up there as, as well, won't they? We?
0: I mean I can't I can't see many goals beating that. He's taken that exceptional, you know, the vision, the control, the finish, had it all absolute on fire. So more than justifying his selection in the squad. I mean he took that fantastically well. That was a fantastic goal, and at that point you're thinking right, 2-0 now, I can't see a way back for Harrogate, even though there was only 29 minutes gone
1: Yeah absolutely agree, absolutely agree, we came close to making it 3-0 in the 37th minute as Ussise, superb long ball across the pitch, found Danny Johnson on the edge of the box, he held off his man and threaded a pass through to James Brophy who just side-footed wide, I mean that's great one-bam-bam-bam, you know Pinging the ball across the pitch. It was absolutely fantastic. Great ball from from Ussese. Uh, direct. Uh, Brophy's got a score from there for me. And I think he's going to be disappointed that he's missed that. Um, and I think the whole move deserved that goal as well. He was only inch, fractions of inches wide anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, credit to Ussese. Credit to Danny. Uh, it's just a shame that we couldn't finish that.
0: Great ball from Oose. I mean, that's a perfect pass. I mean, that's the. When you're watching that, that's a team who are playing with no pressure, who are 2 0 up, that all want the ball, all play with confidence, all know they are, you know, only going to win this game. Bradford will be very disappointed that he hasn't scored there. He won't get many easier chances. Yeah. And it's just lucky, I guess, we were 2 up at the time and not 0 0. Because when you miss a nose at 0 0, sometimes you can pay for those misses. But yeah. great move and, you know, just unlucky not to score, I guess.
1: So two minutes of time were added on and the referee brought the half to a close uh, with the O's winning as it stood at this time, 2-0 at half time. So a solid, an unspectacular half, I thought. Um, we were efficient, we worked hard, we kept good shape, um, but not, not the greatest spectacle of football. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to turn my nose up at a 2-0 lead.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it could have been slightly better had Brophy scored there. But, you know, no real chances of note for Harrigan. Pretty comfortable, two great goals. I think at half-time, we were all kind of feeling good about the upcoming second half. So, that doc No changes for the O's. In the 56th minute, Harrigan had the ball in the back of the net, but the goal was correctly ruled out due to a foul on Lance And two minutes later, Viguru called Martin's goal-bound header.
1: Absolutely. Joe Whitteson was booked for dissent in the 69th minute. So you can really tell at this point, like the game's completely slowed down. I think we were happy just to you know, have the two-goal lead. Harrogate yeah. really couldn't create much, and the game's just kind of flowing by. So at this point, you're thinking, right,
0: let's try and get another one. Yeah. Let's try and see the game out for the clean sheet and not get any injuries yeah. going into into the week. So that's it's the 74th minute where Danny Johnson bagged his third of the game, his hat-trick and match ball uh, with basically a really simple goal a corner came in from Joby McEnough Danny Johnson very cleverly ran off the back of his defender ball went well over Belshaw's head leaving Danny Johnson a very simple um, header into the back of an empty net 3-0 Danny won't score many easier goals than that but yeah. when you watch that again just look at Danny Johnson's run because when the ball comes in he's with his marker just the way he kind of runs off the back of him very clever Great goal, and that's that point really was game
1: over. Yeah, absolutely. That is a clever goal because he was standing on the keeper. The defender was in front of him, and he's just drifted backwards. The defender stayed with the keeper, ball watching, um, and Danny's there to to just basically cushion the ball into the back of the net. It was a superb It was a superb corner from Joby to evade the keeper in the middle of the goal and to find Danny at the far post unmarked. Very, very good yeah. movement. Real poacher's goal. That. Um, 75 minutes on the clock. The O's were rocking now. Bellshaw saved well from Danny Johnson, who was looking for his fourth of the game.
0: Yeah, that was a really good save, a really good save actually.
3: So, 77th minute, Ross Hughes, his first substitute, as James Dayton came on to replace Joby Mackin. So, no more uh, surprises with that one,
0: I think you know, Joby Managed. more documented, you know, another year older. Um, last week, so obviously saving some some running on the legs there, more subs followed, five minutes later, as JMD d came on to replace Conan Wilkinson, and Louis Dennis did replace James at Brophy.
1: 86 minutes on the clock, and Josh Wright came on and replaced Hector Kipriano.
0: Yeah, so Josh there, for the Iguard business, was our fourth substitution, so if you were listening earlier, you can have up to five subs now, so four minutes of time were added on, in the 91st minute, Walker done well, we got past Sam Lee. Decent shot there. Stunned the hands of the of figure. he done well, tipped it away from the corner. But shortly after, the referee brought the match to a close as the O's won the game 3-0 to end the four-match losing streak and with a clean sheet as well. So, very happy there all round. So, Ross Edmonton spoke to David Duck after the match. We're going to play two parts of Ross's interview um, because the beginning was really interesting what he had to say in the game. And then the ending was also really interesting because he talks about players' contracts uh, that are coming up at the end of the season, which we thought was a really good thing to mention. So we're going to play two parts here. So here's the first part of what Ross had to say to
3: Dave. Ross, thanks for joining us and congratulations. It was a comprehensive performance. Yeah, I thought it was professional. Um, Our message to the boys both before and at half-time was... um... We know what it's going to look like. We know that Harrogate like to make the game direct and like to make it scruffy and, and, uh, and untidy at times. I mean that in the nicest possible way in terms of making it difficult for you to play against. And we had to understand that that was going to happen. We had to respect it, but then we needed to go beyond it, compete and try to get the game on our terms. And I thought that we were very solid defensively, very professional on those levels that I just mentioned and then quite devastating when we, uh, when we counter-attacked. I've been told you have to go back to 2007 for the last time we saw a hat-trick from an Orient player here at Brisbane Road. It was special from the DJ, Jen Dolce. Yes, and I just said to, uh, to the boys there on the streaming, it was uh, in, an ingenious piece of management, Dave, leaving him out last week. Um, no, I, I mean, it's important that I acknowledge it because uh, people don't get to hear my reasons and my rationale, but I had them. Me and Dan had a conversation, and when you make decisions like that and you don't win, you're wrong. Whether you had rationale to, to make them before, the, before that game and, and you think you're doing the right thing, if it doesn't come off, you're wrong. And, uh, and I accept that. Uh, and Danny understood why and he was disappointed. And he's come out today and he's done exactly what um, you would hope a striker would do or any player would do in terms of uh, showing what he's all about so um, he's our top goal scorer I don't think I would have forgiven myself had I put him out last week with a grey area in mind and and he got injured and then at the same time it was important to give other people opportunities but he's actually today is unbelievable I mean the first um, the first the first two uh, sorry the first one he sort of almost waits and, and slides it in the corner which become, has become a bit of a Danny Johnson finish the second one's unbelievable on the bounce to, to hit that while he's on the run uh, and I'm delighted that uh, after some work on the training ground this week we score from a set piece so uh, ha- happy happy on, on the whole but, but certainly for them it was a wonderful pass so that was the first part of Ross's interview where he was kind of covering the game and Danny Johnson's hatch. like we said the second part
0: towards the end Ross thoughts about play contracts and contract extensions, which we thought was worth play, in case you haven't seen this interview yet or heard it yet. So here's what Ross had to say when talking about
3: contracts. Off the back of a comfortable win today. And could some of the absentees, the likes of Craig Clay and Leanne Earl <coughs> and Mourta could they be in contention for Tuesday? So... Go through them all. Uh, Juddy's back training. I think I said to you the other day that um, that Juddy's back. we just got to make him get him physically prepared to play a game now. Uh, and that will come from, from training. Um, Craig Clay's done some extensive running today. We have to see how he responds to that with regards to training Monday. Liango, I fully expect to train Monday. I'd be very surprised if he's eligible for Tuesday. Uh, and I would also put Liango, in, uh, sorry, Ruel Zutiriu in that category as well. So we should see them all back amongst the group next week, whether they're quite ready to go. Tuesday, I'm not, I'm not quite convinced After that hat-trick, Ross, uh, finally for me, can I ask about uh, Dan Johnson's contract, is, is that something that the club are looking at? Yes, um, there's a number of players, or, or a few players that have been approached I know in the last couple of weeks about potential uh, contracts um, I would like to think that those would be, all of them, the ones that have been approached would, would be uh, certainly in progress soon I'm sure that those will be followed up uh, and, and made sure that we can try to get few people, people signed and, and, and prepared because we have to be fully aware of the fact that um, throughout this summer and, and lockdown, we had a settled squad and, and not a huge turnover of players. There's every likelihood that by the time the summer comes around that that's going to happen to a number of different people at this club, both, both players and staff. So I think it's, um, it's very important that uh, as we start to work our way through the season, we see the players that are going to be here for the longer term secured and knowing that... Um, yeah, we've got them and then we can we can, we can can build the squad around that thanks very much Ross congratulations again time. thank
0: you so that was with Ross there finishing up his interview with Dave Victor also talking about the injury list as well so we hope you found that useful the full interview if you haven't seen it yet is on the club's YouTube channel so if you want to go back and watch all of that you can but that's what Ross had
1: to say there absolutely the league table as it stands there and that win saw us move up to 11th in league 2 Having now played 13 games, we have won five, drawn three, lost five. We've got a positive goal difference of five, and we are now on 18 points. So my views on yesterday, obviously delighted with the win. Uh, Played players in favour positions. Obviously, it's worked well. Some will say we should be beating teams like Harrogate, and this win is expected. But conversely, if we lose the game, then all hell breaks loose. Um, And as I said at half-time... You know we were solid without being spectacular. That's absolutely fine. Uh, We worked hard with and without the ball. Harrogate didn't really stretch us despite their best efforts, and Danny Johnson scoring his tenth, eleventh, and twelfth goals of the season with only thirteen games gone suggests he could smash the magical twenty-goal mark sooner rather than later. I don't know um, how you feel about him being the uh, next Macabon, Steve or. Um, you know, hitting that magic twenty mark, but it you know the signs are there for him to be to be pushing that by by Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean in terms of McEwan, you know I, I don't think anyone can underestimate what McCauley Bond um, done to the club. It's still very early days. If Danny Johnson continues like he is doing, and obviously Danny Johnson was also interviewed on the club's YouTube channel, and when he was asked about his targets, he said he normally aims between twenty and thirty goals a season to so make it that um, what you will but mm. for me a very good win you know a very comfortable one against a side who relatively stable in League 2 since their promotion I think I like most of the fans last week I felt very frustrated so to see the team with all 11 players in their actual positions gave me a huge sense of relief not only for the team but also for Ross and also you know for the club as a whole I was chuffed for Danny Johnson but for me that's why you have to start him simple mm. no disrespect to Louis Dennis but Louis Den- Dennis wouldn't have scored a second goal like that I don't think he would have done without sounding harsh there so I think that's why you need to start Danny Johnson and Danny is fit and available to you I think I mentioned at the beginning I like the out four I think for the defenders we have at the moment I think that's for me the best four for Leighton Orient all Leighton Orient players there's no low needs in there they all know each other's game a left-back playing left-back right-back playing right-back and two centre-backs who know each other's game inside-out having worked with each other for you know the last two or three years together. So for me, no problem with that line-up there. In that interview, you know, Ross admitted he made a mistake last last week. I found it interesting when he was talking about the approach against Harrogate. For me, I hope Ross goes out on Tuesday with a very similar eleven, a very similar game plan. You know, confidence will be high amongst the players. We've just beaten a good team 3-0 with ease. Danny Johnson will be absolutely flying. So for me it'd be a very Simple team talk from Ross. Same again, boys. Get the ball with Danny. Let's go again. Connor, keep doing what you're doing. Everyone, do what you do. Let's try and get out of them. And hopefully, for me, we, we go at that. you know, The five subs is a blessing because it means that Ross will also hopefully won't have to rotate as much as what he was doing because it means he has more options to bring on off the bench. Um, so I'd be personally, I'd be disappointed if we saw many changes on Tuesday after that performance. But for me, you know, very happy with that. And I can't believe we're eleventh in the league. Great. Mm. Again, going go back to games we've lost or points we've dropped where we shouldn't have, you know, a weight of walks or a weight to Colchester, uh Hometon like there's games that you think, oh, if we would have taken up if we would have won that game that we lost or pulled back a draw from a loss, we could be easily in the playoffs. So well, it really is all to play for. I think we're two points off the playoff positions. We are and stand So it's
1: we're six off. We're six off. Six points off of Cambridge, who are in third on twenty four points. So yeah, so loads to play for. So
0: lots to be, you know, lots to be happy about. Um, and hopefully, we can take this forward now, use this as 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 a marker.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great points there. Great points. We had an awful lot of feedback in, as you can probably imagine, after this match. So thanks to everyone. Uh, for your views that came into our social media accounts. And again, we try and read as many of them out as we possibly can for balance. But just because we read them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. And this week we start with Sunshine, LOFC, who said the O's were better, t- the better team without pulling up any trees in a deserved win. Great for the DJ to get his hat trick and also keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, I think that clean sheet can't be underestimated. I think that was very
0: important there to the defence. So great to see Billy Carroll, GB. So, DJ, brilliant. Jovian Hector, brilliant as well. Another three points in the bag.
1: Paul Skinner, 88, said, It's so simple. There is some talent in this team if you play people in the positions they're meant to be played in. It wasn't a great game, but I didn't feel Orin ever looked like losing either. Hopefully, Embleton will learn from this once and for all. Yeah, Matty, L.O.S. Lee Evans,
0: with January coming up, we need to tie down Johnson and Kibriani for new contracts. If we were to lose both, we would be up the creek without a paddle performances solid across the pitch and proof that playing plays in their preferred positions
1: brings results. Lou Bear 84 said DJ hat trick tick clean sheet tick three points tick well played Mr. Embleton perfect reply to last week's loss.
0: Ed Jones 1976 as I believe our best 11 can give anyone a game let's keep playing them as much as possible well done Danny Johnson just wish we could have
1: been there, yeah. That's a great shout. Wrecker Blue app said Johnson was classed today, convincing performance. Harrogate were very poor, especially their keeper. Brophy should have scored a fourth. Thought Vigaru had a poor game despite not really being tested. Interesting, I'm quite sure then. how he has a poor game if he's not tested.
0: Let us know, give us a tweet, Paul.
1: Lason, Orion said Danny will get the plaudits, but the defence deserve a lot of credit for showing Harrogate out given that we struggled to keep the ball throughout the match. Orient underscore Ed said, well, a classic it was not, but great result. Just shows how stupid that formation we played last week is for us. As for the DJ, give him player of the season right now. Wow. So, you know what? I think
0: there's going to be a few candidates
1: for player of the season. Yeah. I think it's
0: going to be an interesting one. I think it's
1: going to be really interesting. Danny Johnson. we get to be at Starman where
0: yeah. it gets awarded. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we get to be at Starman 20... Twenty-one. So Molly Folly, two thousand and nineteen. As most of you will know, massive Ross critic said, "Simple: pick the right players in the right positions. Don't keep your best players on the bench. DJ and Joby, and you give yourself a chance. Must keep the state starting lineup for Tuesday. Happy for a change. Darren Ross. I didn't think I would ever be saying this on the Orient Outlook podcast. I agree with your tweet there, one hundred percent. In terms of must keep the same starting lineup." For Tuesday, yeah. Darren, me and you same,
1: same way you there. there you go, Chef Kemp won. So, after <laughs> four disappointing results, we got what we deserve. A bit cautious at times in the first half, which was understandable, before an open and scrappy second. Well done to DJ, who took all of his goals well. Although, I think even he was surprised by the third. Bring on Tuesday, yeah. I mean, the third guy is very reminiscent of a certain super Kevin
0: Lisby, where he was always in the right position at the right time, you know, he'd always read what was happening. And there, Danny Johnson, just absolutely meant what was going to happen. Kevin Cowland said, comfortable performance against his team. It was little, but you can only beat what's in front of you, and we've done that well. We kept our shape and our discipline, and Danny was superb. On to Tuesday, and a sterner test. Ross, out of his depth, as alleged by a few, don't make me laugh.
1: Tom, LOFC20, said, great performance after a ropey first 20 minutes. Well done to Ross Embleton for reverting back after Cole You Need to get DJ and Connor Wilkinson signed up to New Deal's ASAP. Veggie Jones. DJ
0: couldn't get a regular start for Dundee before we signed him. I wonder if Martin link might get a bit of credit for identifying him for the O. Is that this tweet? I've seen a bit of a
2: response to this tweet. I think yeah. a few people were saying, well, we basically scored a hat-trick for, against Orion. So if we didn't notice him then, when would we ever notice him? And obviously, <laughs> Justin... Um, yeah. Documented. Justin had kind of been after him before he
0: signed for Motherwell, which was before he went to Dundee. Uh, but I still think he has to give some credit for managing to get him in the building.
1: Hundred percent. Orient. Dave tweeted in and said, "In truth, an easy three points. But as the saying goes, you can only beat what's in front of you. Solid performance and great finishing from DJ, who will be brooming with confidence On to Tuesday. Still miss you, Dave.
0: A week later, <laughs> but the pain is still there. on so it's quicker and incisive going forward. Brophy a real handful. Defence was much more solid. Bolton match now doesn't feel so long ago. We played the same positivity and on to the next
1: one. Steve Chaplin four said, thankfully, no free at the back. Didn't think we played particularly well, but two excellent goals from Johnson, plus one I could have scored. Harrogate looked like a conference team. On that performance, it's hard to see how they've had a decent start to the season.
0: Yeah, both. This what a fantastic result and a performance. Ross is back, and so is the hat trick hero Danny Johnson. What a difference a week on the training ground has made. Full credit to Ross staff and the players. Bring on Bradford. I know Ross alluded to it, but having that full week to work with the players—that's
1: massive. Yeah, I think they got an extra rest day as well. Um, yeah, they might have done as a reward, uh, just to say, look, take some time. Rest, relax. Vince Howard, 73, said, Amazing what can happen when you play your best players in the right positions. Thought Harrogate made it easier for us, mind. But hey-ho, now only two points off the playoffs.
0: Yeah, E3 oriented. Another comfortable home win. Six points off first place. It's going to take a moment to laugh at the people who want a new manager. Cissé, best game this season. I mean, CSA did play well. And like we mentioned, you know that ball uh, for the Brophy chance was an absolute belter.
1: Yeah, I agree, but for someone like him that should be that shouldn't be a one off. That should be his standard because what yes. we saw when he came to us on loan in January, we saw that from him. So it's in him. I just don't understand why it's taken 12 13 games for it to come out really, which is a bit frustrating. Yes. Orient Meat Pie said sensible formation, proper fullbacks, better performances from Cissé and Wilco at the midfield and, of course, starting DJ. Really good stuff today. Let's hope we never see the random team selection <laughs> generator again. The tipping team said wonderful. DJ has to be man in a match by default, but Wilco and Coulson
0: were also outstanding. And Cipriano continues to show how good he could become. Great to see Welleson back making us look solid also love Joby giving Falkingham a 7 yard start and 9 years to win a loose ball on
1: 70 minutes <laughs> uh, Ron Sampson 15 said we must get DJ on an extended contract pretty damn soon or he'll be off in January best natural striker we've had since Peter Kitchen wow we would really miss him if he wasn't here I mean really Ron you're forgetting David Mooney mate Mooney <laughs> 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 and Sam <sand> Harper <laughs> <laughs> 1985
0: says so Ross redeems himself by sticking to his tried formation and bringing back Johnson surely undroppable after today clean sheep with Willowson and handling at the back as well next three games are all winnable so let's go on another run
1: MS Orient said Harrogate were pathetic today we had them in our pockets from the first minute a routine performance from all the lads didn't even have to get out of first gear to earn the result. Well done to the DJ and a tremendous hat trick. We move on to Bradford.
0: oh right, Fan TV says, Well done, Ross. Proved a lot of doubters wrong today. Team selection spot on. Three points, three goals for Danny and a clean sheet. Two points away from the top seven. And according to some, we've had a bad start to the season. Get behind Ross and the team and
1: see where it takes us. Tom Davies, E17, said a steady, sensible performance, though Harrogate were poor and didn't really test us. Cissé was more controlled than in recent games and Wilkinson was excellent. First two DJ goals were superb. The third was a gift. and Eos was all over Wilkinson. So, applaud is quite
0: rightly for DJ, but can't underestimate the contribution by Wilkinson, not just today, but all season. Quite the partnership developing there, but despite the result, I think we really... Miss Clay. It'd be interesting to see who, when Clay's fit. I mean, you presume Clay would come in for Hector.
1: Yeah, really, arguably. But, or, I mean, or Hector's, playing, Hector's playing
0: very well, mate. It's, it's going to be hard to get Hector out of that team
1: at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leza, well, he left away his turn then, won't he? Because, you know, Ross is so already. You, you think so, yeah. He's kind of already made that statement that you kind of get in on merit rather than just the fact that, oh, you're so and so, you're guaranteed a spot. It yeah, doesn't man. work like that, which is fair enough. Um, Les LK52 said confirms many fans believe that we will beat the lesser sides and struggle against the better sides if that means mid-table with all that's gone on this season I'll accept that and possibly of a run in the AFL trophy too Ewan
0: Carter 22 so is a good result but got to do it now consistently and get Johnson on an extended deal otherwise he will be off fairly soon well, let's see where we are from Christmas and where we need to strengthen as we can't run before we can walk so let's take it game
1: by game Davem1812 said he's confused. He kept thinking we were not playing that well, but could have, could have had six. Got a clean sheet, always appeared in control. Must be me, not them. Some good individual performances. Oos looked like the player of last season, and Wilkinson, always dangerous. And DJ? Ah. <laughs> Harlow Orion said that I loved
0: the interview with Ross after the game, where he said he went in on Monday, held his hands up, and said he got it wrong.
1: Never easy for someone 100%. to do that. One, yeah, Glenn Wilkie said that at Orient Live actually uh, he picked up on that exact point because Ross said that he went in Monday morning and held his hands up and said i got it wrong and it takes a lot for a manager to do that I don't think you'll ever find a Steve Evans or, a, or, or someone like that going in and saying sorry lads got it wrong I think Ross plainly listened to the podcast on Monday morning and he went yep yeah, those, boys, those boys are dang right those, those two those two wallys without any form of uh, formal qualification <laughs> in football, they know exactly what they're talking about. Those, um,
0: those Southstand those south, south chumps. <laughs>
1: chumps, did you say with a p? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve forecast said thought Cisse had his best game for quite his best game for quite a while. I feel Joby should have come off sooner though. Strangely, didn't think that Brophy had his best game playing so far forward. All in all, a solid performance. keeps some of the stability for Tuesday. Yeah, Matt, Jay, and Ashley, comfortable win. I think the week's break really
0: helped. I think we have a decent 14, 15 players but may struggle with the continuous Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday fixture list. If we can keep the playoffs players fresh and avoid injuries, we could have
1: a decent season. George Nicholas underscore one said, very happy overall, delighted with the DJ, but it was so good to see Cissé have a solid game as well. The next three games against Bradford at home and Val and Scunny away, there's big nine points up for grabs there hope we keep the same shape next game. Up the O's. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. if Cissé has a... There's lots of tweets coming in about Cissé. I hadn't really noticed it until we started reading them. I think yeah. if Cissé has a good game,
0: then your defence are comfortable because they're not worrying about kind of being exposed. And I yes. think your forwards are more... are running off more because they know that says keeping... So, I think is really actually a massive player for Leighton Orient. So when he plays well, I think the team plays well. When he plays
3: badly, it really reflects on the team. I did not really notice that correlation before so, until
0: we started reading these out.
3: Well,
1: that's why, I, that's why I've constantly voiced my disappointment at him not playing well because I know he yeah. can play well. The word you would probably use for him is linchpin. He is the linchpin of our, of our team in, or that position is the linchpin of the team because he gives the defence that extra protection which means that they can come up the pitch an extra few yards and not be so deep which means that we can play the offside track quite nicely. But likewise, you're already five or ten yards further up the pitch when you're trying to counter-attack or when you're winning possession back. You're already near the halfway line. You haven't got, your front players haven't got as much running or closing down to do or, um, or, or running into space. They're literally almost already there. So it's much more energy efficient for them as well. I don't know if that like I've got no like quali- I've got no qualifications in this, but just from a logical perspective, if you're t- five or ten yards up the pitch because Ouse has won it back in the middle then by rights, you ought to be the stronger, more solid side. Yeah, hopefully Usa has another blinder on Tuesday. Well, let's hope so. S- uh, bon, luck to, uh, bon luck to Usa. So, Essex Biz. Absolutely. It's a great interview from Ross. Honest as ever.
0: As I said last week, Ross is a young manager, learning his trade, and he will make mistakes. It's how he learns from them. That is important. In times gone by, we would make hard work of beating poor teams, and that isn't happening anymore. I'm excited now for the rest of the season, and we're in a good spot to make a promotion, push, hashtag, keep the fave, hashtag together, and hashtag Ross in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am underscore MO said, Johnson's turnaround is amazing and credit to him. When he arrived last season, he looked overweight, had no first touch, and never looked like he'd be able to be a goal scorer. But this season, he looks a different player And that's without a proper pre-season. Hard work pays off. I think I don't quite understand the without a proper pre-season.
0: Well, they didn't have my... They didn't...
1: Oh, last season, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. John McEnroe said possibly Ross has found his strongest eleven, apart from Ling for Akinola. And who is he going to drop for clay? But after such a good performance... Day 11 should be starting on Tuesday night. Yeah, John, I agree with
1: that one. Yeah, final word of this week goes to Chris Kane, underscore 1992, who said, professional performance, a clean sheet, a rare hat-trick and a character uh, from Coulson in particular uh, and the rest of the team for their comeback after last week's... Sorry, and character from Coulson in particular and the rest of the team for their comeback after last week's mess. Go again Tuesday with that mentality... And we'll do well.
0: So those were all the tweets that came into us at full time. They came into us at Orient Outlook. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us and apologies if we haven't read yours. And if you agree or disagree with any of those tweets that we've read, please let us know. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us at Orient Outlook at or you can get on contact via Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast or on Instagram at Orient underscore
3: outlook underscore podcast we are on snapchat and i don't think
1: we'll ever be going on tiktok mr levy so don't no, bother with no that no the club have started their own tiktok I know, account, I saw. i'm not uh I, I i i had an account but only just to watch stuff but it's an actual time zapper um it just it's just yeah don't bother with it at design cadby <laughs> uh, at, de- at design cadby prediction league update design cadby they're our sponsors for the uh, Prediction League. Now, they are a specialist in company branding, advertising, print, digital, and logo design, with all our LOFC fans getting a 15% discount. You can find out more about James and the team. Uh, they're on social media, at Design uh, They're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can get in touch the good old-fashioned way, by email Uh, that's hello at jamescadby.com so well done to timothy james c12 ci2 said uh, sorry timothy james ci2 who correctly predicted 3-0 so you get three points well done to you but extra special props to at design cadby at paul skinner 88 both of you correctly predicted 3-0 but also a correct scorer so you get a bonus point each so you get four points which means the top of the design Cadbury prediction league is currently as follows on 16 points we've got three-way tie there B cross 95 Dan Alton 2590 and George Gerks well done to you three on 14 points just behind is O's fan basing and the tipping Tim, and just behind them on 13 points is David Landau 17 and at Wadsey thanks to everybody who gets involved with that sending us their predictions
0: Sunday, the 22nd of November. Congratulations to Danny Johnson and Joby McEnough, who both made it into the Skybet League Two's official team of the week. And, and extra kudos to Danny Johnson, who made it into the official EFL team of the week. So well done, gents. You know, massively deserved there. Um, and hopefully the first of many,
1: many more. Would have been a travesty if he hadn't have made it. Fantasy yeah, football... Imagine. Update We're 52 minutes in, Mr. Nussbaum. We're doing good for time. Um, to keep this under an hour, Dave Heighton's top of our fancy football league on 582 points ahead of Ricky Dickey in second place. Steve is currently 30th out of 297. And I believe at the moment, Liverpool are currently beating Leicester City, so they will uh, or have beaten Leicester City 3 0 tonight. So, oh wow, yeah, so if you had Firmino... um. Jota and Johnny Evans for an own goal, uh, you'd be doing all right. would <laughs> be. So let's move on in yeah. to positives and negatives of the week. So, a very,
0: very downbeat podcast last week. Not many positives. I'm very happy to say we're putting four this week just for good measure. I can't remember we done positives last week. I think it was you, Paul. So, I'll have a crack on, then. at positives this week. So, the first of all, a win. You know, we were on a four match losing streak. We won. We're very happy as we sit here on this Sunday evening. Second positive, one not to be underestimated, is clean sheet. I think mean, that's massive for the defence and Viggs. So well done there. Third positive is the scoring record of DJ. He's got, now got nine in the league, 12 for the season. That man is absolutely rocking. And the last positive we're going to throw in there is all three goals were absolute quality. So yeah. one more positive than normal, but a very positive podcast coming to you live from that Orient outlook podcast towers this
1: evening absolutely and the only negative that we had this week was the injury list uh, I know Ross covered it uh, that they should be coming back next week but uh, we had four or five players out injured last week so it's good to know that they're all coming back into the first team fold gradually this coming week which moves us on very very nicely now to our hero of the week which obviously will be very very obvious to you now so very quick drum roll for this one Steve.
0: Fox in the box, Danny Johnson. So, well done <laughs> to uh, Danny Johnson. I mean, it could have been a few players. Obviously, Johnson gets the plaudits for scoring the hat-trick. But Connor had a good Will game. Joey had a good Joby. game. Coulson's had a good game. So, well done there to the Fox in the box. So, coming up then, we have two fixtures for the O's. Back to the Tuesday-Saturday fixtures. So, first up, we're at home again on Tuesday, the 24th of November, as we welcome Bradford City. They lost 3-0 to Salford. On Saturday, they're currently 19th in League Two. In the last five results, they've won one, drawn one, lost three. They are not doing very well. I think this is a big game for Bradford. Obviously, like I've just said, they took a funk in at the weekend. They were three 0 down at half time. Um, I think they're going to come out really. You'd expect to be motivated for this one, but we have got nothing to be worried about coming off the back of a three one win for our, ourselves. And hopefully, if we continue playing like we did, we'll give we'll give them the game. Be a big
1: match that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when was the last time we beat them and you made a note?
0: Oh, I did. The last time we beat them, according to a Bradford fan Twitter account, was the 12th of February, 1994, with myself and the beard and the John Dave were 14
1: years old. You would have it. had and our on season tickets then. Us. I think it was just before then, if I'm right, but I could be well wrong. So we mm. sit here 26 years later, fingers crossed that we can break the twenty six year... Hoodoo over this year the Road. But moving on, then we go to Port Vale, we're on the road up to Stoke on Trent on Saturday, the 28th of November. They lost 1 0 away in the 96th minute to Tabletop as Newport County. Port Vale are currently ninth in League Two, they're just a point ahead of us. Uh, their last five results, they've lost their last three games on the bounce, including Newport County. Uh, but they would won their two previous to that. So uh, in their last five, they've won two and lost three. And imp- importantly for us, I think they've lost their last three on the bounce. They look, they concede goals very late in games. They conceded a
0: 96 minute goal yesterday. And when they lost, that was 4 3 at home to Tranmere, and they were winning pretty much the entire game. They conceded a 90th minute equaliser and in a 94th minute loss, um, if I remember correctly. So it looks like they get tired in game so hopefully you know our fitness levels are up there and we can destroy them in the last 20 minutes but Port Vale got to watch
2: out for Tom Pope how many seasons can we say watch out for Tom Pope Yeah, uh, and their number 7 David Worrell who's a very very tricky winger always seems to play well against us when we play them but good for us though Leon Legg
0: who's a decent defender at this level got red yesterday so looks likely he'll miss that game with suspension so another tough game but hopefully fingers crossed we can go there and get a result
1: yeah absolutely so that then moves us on very very nicely to a sponsorship reminder don't forget the best plastering and rendering prices around visit ajf plastering on facebook or at big ads lofc on twitter for all of your plastering and rendering needs that is it
0: yeah, that is it. So, thank you for joining us for episode 225. So, for the first time this season, Ross, the staff, and the players, they had a full week on the training ground to work on the setup and also ensure they had some rest from the relentless Saturday Tuesday fixtures that we've currently
1: had. Yeah, Harrogate didn't put up much of a game, but they have been doing okay and a loss would have cast further doubt and raised more questions of the management and team. So a convincing win is what we needed and a convincing win is what we got.
0: Yeah, so two tough games now coming up for the goes, like we've just said. We'll be on the hunt for six points and hopefully we'll be talking about two wins next week. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe Give the podcast a review. Somebody did review the podcast, gave it five stars, but didn't leave a review. So thank you to the anonymous person who took us up to eighty-seven reviews, but didn't leave the comment. So you know, please do if you're listening on iTunes, if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere like that, add us to your favorites, and that way you get all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. But also now on all smart speakers, so listening has got even easier. And if you have a relative, uh, a chum in the stand you sit with Someone who likes Orient Someone who likes football uh, Please recommend the podcast Pass the pod onto them Get their phone, you know, send them a link to the email Do what you can to pass the pod And as we are only four weeks Four weeks, four weeks away From Christmas, from Hanukkah We have six mugs left Six <laughs> mugs Once they are gone, they are gone They aren't coming back Discontinued, collect these items yeah, Gone forever spot so on. Don't
1: Good shout. Turn
0: down the chance to get your limited Orient Outlook podcast mug. So we'll be back next week with episode two hundred and twenty-six with all the information of use that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast.
1: Up the O's.